Do you know that our emotion drives our behaviors? We need all of our emotions for thinking, problem solving, focus attention, and for many more. We are neurobiologically wired and to learn anything, our mind must be focused and our emotions need to feel in balance. Have you ever reflected on what feeling your success relies on or what feeling we all need to be filled to become successful? Hi, this is Azim Sahib, a human capital specialist. I want to personally welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We are really glad you are here because this podcast is designed to inspire people to live a meaningful life and pursue your passion. Welcome to EI Cafe with Azim Season 5. I give a late look back at the lives and business of today's most important elements with emotional intelligence. You will learn how emotional intelligence can be a key factor for your success in both personal and professional life. You will hear key life lessons and tips from most prominent personalities, business leaders, entrepreneurs, EI practitioners and executive coaches from all over the world. Just to let you know, you can watch the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel as well. So sit back, relax with a cup of coffee and let's get into the show. This is EI Cafe with Azim. A 30 minutes of valuable learning. business environment, how well you engage your employees can mean the difference between a healthy, productive workforce or turnover rates that suffocate your organization's growth. When your employees are engaged with the work they do, they tend to bring their best selves to every project and stick around with your organization for a longer time. A very warm welcome to the show. This is EI Cafe with Azim, season five, and I'm your host, Azim Sahe, a human capital specialist, a Lego Series Play facilitator, ICF certified coach, and emotional intelligence practitioner. Here we are again for another exciting, interesting episode, a 30 minutes of valuable learning. Today we are going to talk about, we always talk about employee engagement, but Let's go a bit further. What would the future of employee engagement going to look like? And how can we create such culture from now onwards to match that particular demand in the future? To discuss this, I have a fantastic individual joining all the way from other side of my country, or, or, or the world. So it is so cool that COVID has brought us. Uh, let me introduce her. She's a facilitator for change and culture and the founder of The Texturalist. Through her work, she has enabled teams and organized to create their own textures so that they know how they want to collaborate, engage, and innovate. Before setting up her own business, she had worked for large corporations such as PSF, 
Lloyds Bank Group, GE, as well as Microsoft in the field of corporate communication with the focus of employee change and culture communication. She just, she says she's just a digital doorstep away and lives with her family in Germany. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Susan Hayes, facilitator for change and culture. Susan, officially welcoming you to the EI Cafe. Thanks, Asim. Thanks. So happy to be here with you. So first and foremost, thank you very much for your spending your valuable time uh, with me. I know it's, it's, it's a 30 minutes, but we're going to talk something really interesting, right? Uh, you heard the topic, uh, future of engagement, employee engagement. We have been talking a lot about engagement, but how is it going to be in the future? Because we never expected we will go so fast forward two years ago. Yeah, I am in Sri Lanka, you're in another part of the world. and We are talking in Zoom. But what would be going to be the future of employee engagement? So with that start off, let me ask you this question first. Employee engagement. Did we talk this topic 15, 20 years ago? If not, why we are talking now? Ah, oh, thanks. That, that's a great question. Um, I actually think we probably spoke about employee engagement 15 years ago as well, but probably in different terms or with a different um, idea in mind. Um, I think to many organizations, employees have always been very, very much the center of their their focus, mm. their attention, their love, their care. Um, mm. I think the engagement word has come in probably over the past few years, just because they feel that something has to change, not just kind of being a sender of mm. information to employees, but really getting their input, getting their ideas, getting their yeah, engagement, getting their work much more into the planning process, into all the ideation phases. So I think that's why I mean, I haven't done research on it, but I would assume that the part of the engagement is newer, although I think the value of the employees has always been there and dates back to, of course, kind of every time of, of, an, of an organization. But it's more the really kind of how you bring in all the knowledge and all mm. the, the value of your employees that has, I think, received a different focus. Absolutely. I agree. I think, I think we would have labeled it some other name, like not engagement, mm. might be welfare, employee welfare, something like that. But I think the whole topic of engagement coming in, it's, it's really interesting to understand that how people connect, right? The mm. connection is, uh, is employee engagement is about connection. Is that what you think, Susan? I think connection is definitely a big part of it. I think, um, how I connect within a team, how I connect within the wider department, or how I connect with the organization and the objectives of the organization, I think will drive, at least that was my experience when I was still employed, will definitely mm. drive my engagement, um, mm. how I show up for the company, how I deliver, how much fun I have, how much value I give. I think it's it's a lot of the things are about connection. And when you think about it, it's it's less about, I mean, content, yes, but it's less about content. It's really about how you relate to other people and to other people outside your own team. 
And I think that's that's also where the engagement comes in. Am I in for supporting my colleagues? Am mm. I in for offering value and insights um, to them to really give them support and help and everything? And am I open to receive their help? Am I? Is it possible that they give me their help and support? Um, and I think that that's, yeah, it's all about, I think most of the part, it's all about the connection part. Yeah, so you rightly brought about the connection. Let's go about one year ago. You talk about working from home, hybrid work environment. I think something different connection brought in the picture, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just look at the two of us, right? I mean, <laughs> we have known each other one year ago. So it was, yeah. it's great. And, and that's why I like the term, I'm just a digital doorstep away, because basically, COVID, even more so than the years before, have brought us in so many ways closer um, mm. to each other. Mm. And at the same time, have put in so many more obstacles mm. Um, mm. to meet, to collaborate, etc. Mm. And I think it's especially that seeing the chances that you have received mm. through mm. that difficult and bizarre time, yeah. Um, and at the same time, using that opportunity to collaborate in a much different, in a much more open mm. way, but it mm. requires effort, right? It, it, it's not just a flip of mm. the coin. It requires mm. effort um, and a, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of time that you need to, to spend on well crafting um, mm. that time and that effort. Yeah, I think, Susan, I just want to bring this also because this is my observation I've seen, you know, mm. a lot of people put on LinkedIn on these things. Um, the goodies that the new year hampers, right? It's straight away sent to the employee's doorstep, right? And there's an extended connection happening in terms of employee engagement. That extended connection, the family is also part and parcel of the organization. What do you think about that? Because when you're working from home, you know, suddenly the kid might come in the meeting, you might see the puppy, you might see, you know, you might introduce your spouse or the partner. So the engagement has gone extended version what is your take on that connection element yeah i think it's 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 so it's so true what you say i think in that regard um employees or kind of the whole workforce has become much more human somehow it seems with kind of dialing in from you know from whatever place you can see the books on yeah. my shelf you can see the paintings you may see a color of wall of my choice mm. etc so it has become more um, close and more approachable and kind of work life has mm. somehow to a certain extent mm. lost its boundaries, um, which maybe to a certain extent very good because then you kind of see, oh, it's not just a an employee and a, a human resource, but it's actually just a human being, right? With all the family, the pets, the whatever um, in the background. Um, so kind of it loses, hopefully to a certain extent, the part of the resource and it just has the focus on the human part. Human factor. Um, yeah, the human factor has become, I think, much more obvious mm. Um, mm. and all the setup, you know, do you work from a kitchen table? Do you work from, do you have a proper office? Do you work with the power being cut or not and the internet being stable or not? So it has that certain... That certain uncertainty, but at the same time, it makes us so much more human um, and it connects us. Um, mm. Yeah, it's I think I think it, it's I, I've seen so many beautiful things um, from, you know, all of a sudden. Um, yeah, you realize, oh, you have a dog. Interesting. And that's a good point for discussion, right? Oh, you have a dog. I have a cat, et cetera, et cetera. 
you can you can break the ice right and the connectivity yeah. right like imagine i'm also having a dog you also talking about the dog and the relationship start building i think that's that's the whole connection element i think something is broad shall we go fast forward to the future susan like what do you think the future of the employee engagement will look like because i know for a lot of organizations are struggling putting their effort to bring that engagement part but how it's going to future is going to look like what is our prediction to the future yeah i would i would hope that we keep that certain flexibility that employees have experienced um well had to experience of course at the same time than have than were allowed to experience mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. by working not just from within the office but also by by being able to work from their preferred place of work mm -hmm. whether it's home or a collaboration space etc co-working space um mm -hmm. so i would expect that uh, that certain level of flexibility keeps mm -hmm. on coming mm -hmm. um and i would see that companies pay a bit more attention and love and care to the way they engage with their employees whether they are in the office or working from home or from another mm. space just mm. because i think um employees will demand that i would assume that at least to, to a certain extent that employees are really interested in keeping that flexibility and i mm. would assume that that creates a willingness to engage mm. differently, um, even mm. if you're not sitting in the same office and still mm. not being able to sit around the, the coffee machine or something. Um, but mm. just creating those moments of connectedness and mm. not just speaking about a project, but really kind of speaking about each other to each other. Um, mm. How do you feel? What's, you know, what's the cat behind you, etc. So kind of continuing those more private moments as much as, of course, you want as, a, as an employee. So do we get an emotional connection over there? What do you think? I think, well, I think emotional um, space is, is so important to every employee. And I think it, it, it varies, right? Mm -hmm. Some are more open and some are more eager to, to share how they feel and, and, and how they, how they want to feel to be successful at work. Um, mm -hmm. I think it will create a certain different level um, of emotional relationship just because you know mm. you know maybe if i'm at home working from my kitchen table it, it says something different than if someone has a posh workspace right so yeah. i think it, it has that certain other element of understanding and of interest um hopefully um mm. i think bringing your emotions to work hopefully has never been an issue but i know it still is an issue for for many um, organizations and people yeah I mean, basically it all starts with the people um, yeah. And I think we should create that understanding that we mm. all have our emotions throughout the day mm. in various forms and, and intensities. Um, that's just who we are, right? It's just, it belongs to us just like the paint on the wall belongs to us. Yeah. Um, and we should be Absolutely. more open speaking about it as long as it's a kind of a safe and brave space to, to do mm. so. I think, Suzanne, you, you bought the last part very, very nicely for my next particular question, Suzanne having that open space, able to freely talk, something in triggering me is about transparency. Mm -hmm. You think organization at the present context, is they're showcasing enough sufficient transparency to the employee in terms of, because that's also part of employee engagement, right? The more clear objective, the more the career path, you know, the more the opportunities, the clear understanding of the roles and responsibility, that also can be part of, of the employee engagement. What do you think about that, the word transparency coming into picture? Yeah, yeah. I think 
transparency is a key one, um, especially if we think about creating your, as I said, safe or brave space mm. um, for employees. Um, and it is about that level of trust that you need. Um, I mean, whether you're remote or whether you're in the office, I, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But really, that transparency around what's my role and responsibility, what's the expectation from my boss, what's the expectation from team members um, mm. towards their work, towards my work, um, how mm. can I evolve and learn and develop um, within mm. that company? Mm. Um, also, of course, how well am I being informed about things that are going mm. to happen, changes, um, news news on the, on the media about the company, et cetera. So it's all around that transparency which means that if I feel well informed and if I have the opportunity also kind of chime in with my information mm. um, and, and share that I think it means that I'm more better engaged at least that's that's to me kind of a logic um, consequence um, it's not the only one but it's definitely a big part of it I would say I think communication play a vital role in that mm. if I'm not mistaken in terms of transparency as said how openly you're communicating with your subordinates, right? Yeah. How, how, you're, how much vulnerable to their feedback about you. It, it also creates that, especially the end of year, the reviews, the annual appraisals, right? when it comes to that's the moment the chaos start coming up because this is what you expected I have delivered, but line manager says, no, this is not what I expect. I expected more from you. In that particular scenario, Suzanne, how much of engagement you kept do you think we will be like, we can pick up that person to the next level? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think actually it's uh, team reviews or year-end reviews are kind of, um, I think, one of the most detested things in a company. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think they should be abolished. Um, uh, I, I guess. Yeah, especially, well, well, let me put it that way. They should be kind of should be avoided if it, if they just run once a year because I think mm. you owe your employees a regular rhythm mm. of feedback of evaluation mm. of hey where are you how can I help you how can mm. I support you what have mm. you learned how can you take the learning forward to the mm. next level and I think if that just happens once a year too bad I mean who remembers back from you know if you if that <laughs> conversation happens now in January and you look back oh you remember the one incident what that happened in February last year no I mean you can't relate <laughs> back to anything right it's it's so yeah. hard to pick up those things and I think that's a definite part of employee engagement we think to me that has never been a mm. huge engagement thing it really is just mm. more of an okay I have to do it and for the manager I have to do it but you yeah. miss an, a huge opportunity of being more in time with your employees mm. Um, mm. at the same time with your manager what's the expectation from my manager how mm. can I support the team better um, that's mm. a huge opportunity lost if it's just done once a year I think mm. so no to your reviews <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh couple of organizations as, as far as in, in Sri Lanka, they're, they're not working on that particular model. I think they're shifting away. As you yeah. said, that would be the right the right way to do. Uh, I hope you know, some model comes in and we all embrace the same thing. So, so then with that, I'm, I'm going to re really move around a bit towards the generation. Now, as you know, there are many generations involved in this particular workforce, right? We talk about Gen Z, millennial, I think Baby, we want little parties there, right? Uh, alpha, 
you name it, everybody's in the workforce. Now, how can we create such engagement for different generations? Because their experience are different. And I know you love play, I love play. Can play be a part of this particular process? Yeah, and I, I love that you allude to play um, because I think play basically crosses boundaries, whether it's boundaries within a department or mm. hierarchical boundaries, boundaries of age, gender. I think it can create so much togetherness really in the um, in the workforce. And I think mm. um, play, and I mean, we're both Lego series play facilitators, yeah. right? So we both love um, kind of the breaks Absolutely. and what they tell, what they tell you from the, from the model. So um, I think creating playful moments will definitely mm. help employees learn and connect um, and be engaged because it's a different kind of learning and working. Mm. It's, it's, uh, mm. It's much more fun, although of course I'm not so much on the fun side that you that everything should be fun, but it's it's more light. It's a lighter way of working, mm. of realizing things, of mm. learning things. Um, mm. Now, play can definitely cross boundaries and can cross um, can cross generations. I think, however, you will probably still have some offers that are more in tune with some age groups than with others potentially mm -hmm. so you know all the the agile the failure culture etc usually attracts more younger people in the first instance mm -hmm. than than older mm -hmm. people not mm -hmm. saying that the older workforce should be excluded not at all but mm -hmm. kind of the first go-to sometimes is more is more the younger generation um, because they somehow have more I don't know, maybe more an awareness or an openness um, to mm. drive that. But um, yeah, play, I think, is, is definitely one to to cross boundaries. Yeah, I think I think I saw uh, an article where Zappos uh, inculcating and, you know, encouraging people to play, the work, like play in a sense, bring that lot of creativity into it. Enjoy the moment, you know, have some, you know, games around it. Yes, I think that would create the you know, the whole magic of being so creative, right? Because when you're in stress, we are closing that creative mindset or creative domain because we are focusing on like the problem, the problem, the problem. Then we are not talking about the solution. But when you're opening up, we have seen on the how Lego works, right? We, we do that random challenge. People quickly change the whole process. I think that should be a fantastic eye-opener for everyone to create that engagement. Now, we are not saying go and use Lego series play, but there can be many other way that can people can really, for example, a talent show. You never know a person talent can emerge. Do you have any experiences and like in such, you know, one of your clients or anything, if you would like to share any of the particular element there, the performance has really impacted because of the engagement. I mean, I don't have any kind of numbers um, right now with me, um, but I think, what I have seen some companies do is really allowing people time to to learn something new mm. and and to mm. have kind of their creative time really blocked into the calendars. Um, and I've seen a, a company do that where really kind of the Wednesday morning it was or Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, but really a certain amount of time was blocked and mm. no at least mm. no company meetings mm. were happening within that space, um, which I think is beautiful because then at least you don't have any internal 
commitments to fulfill that would mm. fall in your creative time. Um, mm. Of course, again, it's in every in every person's responsibility to take that and use that time pretty well. Mm. Um, and so I'm sure that there are some people who say, oh, yeah, great, I can use the time to, to do work. But I think those that are engaged and coming back mm. to the employee engagement, um, I think they are welcoming that time to really kind of reserve for their own learning and, and um, respect for an ideation mm. phase or a creativity phase or to meet with with a colleague and say, hey, let's, you know, let's just brainstorm about uh, something in particular, which mm. may not be that mm. urgent or may, maybe it is urgent. But at least kind of creating that different space um, and it's also actually um, a thing when you are um, kind of not just on on zoom or another um, technical yeah. platform but if you are on site to create those little corners and areas where you can meet and you just don't have to officially book every meeting room yeah. etc so kind of the the, <laughs> the physical space um of course you can you, it, it can really support mm -hmm. now with mm -hmm. the technology of course with the zoom call or with the with whatever app you're using um it's so much easier of course um to to kind of reserve that spot for you um but yeah it's it's much needed absolutely all right susan so we are coming almost to the end of our conversation so before let it go i just want to ask this question if an organization looking you know the trend for the future to set up such a culture of employee engagement what are the couple of things you would like to share like tuck, 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 one two three like baby steps yeah i, I think to, to be honest i think it comes down to for me to mainly one thing is really time to take the time and to allow employees the time to mm -hmm. use for connections for play, for ideation, for speaking at the coffee corner or in a virtual space with another colleague, for the team to create those moments. Um, I think it's sometimes less about how many fancy tools or resources do you have or how many, how many fancy super class coffee machines do you have? Sometimes it's really more about that. Do you allow employees enough time to really kind of have their connection with their with their fellow um, um, uh, employees and team members and sometimes mm. it's when you look at the at the schedules and the, at the agendas of people they're packed from the morning till the evening and they don't almost have time to breathe let alone to eat mm. properly but creating that time and allowing them that time in between to really say hey you have those whatever couple of hours a week to really focus on just being an employee and engaging with others, engaging with team members. I think that's that's of so much value. Um, mm. It sounds easy. Of course, it costs a lot for the for the company as well, because they need to carve out the time. But I think a lot would be um, would be better working if you had more time and create more time um, as a team and, and as an organization. Right. Awesome. So Suzanne, that's the time what we have for today. Um, key takeaway is what you said about time, you know, because one of the biggest concern most of the leaders have is they don't have time. Yeah, they always say, um, can you block my calendar if it's available, we talk. I think it's not the way it should be reversed. You need to allow the calendar to, you know, freely available for people. And time is the best gift I think any leader can give to the subordinate, spend that moment share the opinions or offline or online, whatever it is. 
Um, I think that's what I, I, I picked up. I, I believe our listeners got plenty of it. So uh, thank you very much, Suzanne, for having this particular time, spending with me and sharing your thoughts. It's a bit amazing. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's the time that we have. Uh, you can get connected to Suzanne uh, through her a LinkedIn uh, profile, and you can, of course, log on to www.textualistics.com to work, see more of um, Suzanne's work, and you can check the podcast note for more info on her, what she does. So Suzanne, once again, thank you very much for your valuable time spending on the cafe and sharing your knowledge and experience with our audience. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Sim. Thanks, Sim. Thank you. When your employees are engaged, they'll be more productive and innovative. In today's talent market, employees are looking for jobs with employees they can trust to take care of them. The good news is that most people want to do well at their jobs and stay engaged with their peers and projects. This means that they will be more inclined to meet you halfway by doing their best at work and staying more loyal to your organization. Suzanne did mention that most important aspect is to provide sufficient time and space for employees to be themselves where ideation and creative process can be generated. Open and honest communication will be a key factor in future of employee engagement. With the digital tone coming in, how well you will communicate with your team to keep them informed about the organization changes is going to be vital. I hope this episode was very beneficial for you. My special thanks to Suzanne Hayes for spending her valuable time in the cafe. Do stay tuned in for the next episode where I'll be taking up another interesting topic. EI Cafe with Azeeb, 30 minutes of valuable learning. Keep listening, keep learning and keep improving. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of EI Cafe with Azim podcast. We are sure to hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please do reach out to me. If you haven't subscribed to the show, don't forget to subscribe to the show, which is available in all major podcast platforms, so you are notified when the new episode is posted. Please do rate it, review, and leave a comment, and don't forget to share with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you are leaving some great things that can help you in your life every day. Please do follow me on social media Azim Sahil and do write us what topic from whom do you want to hear from where I will try to get them on board for you. Till I meet you in another episode. Checking out of the cafe, my name is Azim Sahil. Stay safe and God bless you.